0: Amen. So everybody has a handout. What I'm going to share tonight are six benefits. Six ways that praise benefits us. We're praising God. We're lifting our voices and praising him. And yet, we receive these amazing benefits. So the first benefit that we have as we praise God is peace. Peace is A benefit of praise. Philippians 4 is a really common scripture. I love this scripture, chapter 4, verses um, 4 through 7. And the first line is Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. So, right there is our direction to praise. And God says to do it continuously. He says, praise the Lord always, rejoice in the Lord. And rejoicing is a choice, right? Make the choice to rejoice always. And then it goes on, and God gives us more directions through his words. He says, let your gentleness be made known to all men. The Lord is at hand. When I read about gentleness or meekness, I think about being teachable, being open, I remember when I was first diagnosed with cancer and I started to hear teaching I had never heard before about healing, like you're hearing here. And I was open, teachable, humble. So God wants us to come with that kind of a teachable spirit. And then he says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. So God gives us lots of directions. First, he says to rejoice, to praise, to continuously praise. And then he says, don't be anxious. Don't worry. Instead, pray. Instead, bring him your specific requests. Instead... Take those requests to God. Go to your father. He's a good father. He wants you to come to him with your needs. Come with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. And that's referring to thanking God before you even see the answer. I taught on Thanksgiving a few, a few weeks ago. And then the, the precious gift that we get that God gives us that's supernatural is peace. Peace. He gives us this peace that transcends all understanding. It doesn't make sense. How many of you have been in a place where, you, where the, the, there's chaos in your life? Very often there's uh, uh, either sickness or pain or relationship, critical issues, maybe financial issues. There's chaos, but in the midst of it all, somehow, someway, you have peace. Yeah. That's a God thing. It's not a natural thing. It doesn't make sense in the natural. In fact, it doesn't usually happen without God. But with God, something happens. I know I lived that. I lived through, I call it oppression. It felt so heavy that I felt like I was suffocating with fear, with symptoms, with pain. And I started, just started seeking God, just started learning a little bit about praise. And all of a sudden, I had the supernatural peace that passed all understanding. But the, the powerful thing about that peace is that it is, uh, um, and that's a military term where it says it guards your heart and your mind. In the Amplified, the word that it uses is a garrison. And it literally means military forces surrounding you your heart, your emotions, your feelings, all the stuff that's going on during that storm of your life, maybe it's discouragement or depression, maybe it's fear, maybe it's anxiety, maybe it's panic attacks, whatever. That scripture says peace will guard your heart from all those emotions. It also guards your mind. Your mind is often the biggest problem. Because that's where everything stirs. That's where you worry. That's where you think about everything that's going on until you learn to take those thoughts captive. That's another teaching. But the the scripture says that peace will guard our heart and our mind. So that's the number one benefit of praising God. Tim, could you turn that down just a little? It's really hot. I get loud and then it's too loud. Thank you. So that's the first one. Number two, inner strength is a benefit of praise. Inner strength. So I'm going to share two scriptures with you. And the first scripture is is from the book of Psalms, which is, of course, Old Testament. It's written in Hebrew. The second scripture I'm going to read to you is in the New Testament. And Jesus is, is taking that scripture and teaching from it. The same scripture that I'm going to read in Psalms. So let me read both of them and then I'm going to kind of tie them together. The first one is Psalm 8, verse 2. Out of the mouths of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength because of your enemies that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. Do you think cancer is the enemy and the avenger? Do you think pain is the enemy and the avenger? Do you think uh, discouragement or anxiety? Yeah, absolutely. But God says that He has ordained strength. And He says that comes out of the mouths of babes and nursing infants. Now, we're going to see how Jesus used this in a minute. But when I look at that scripture, one of the things I think of is childlikeness and how children simply believe, they don't question. They believe those in authority. They believe their mom and dad. They believe their, their teachers. They, they are um, anticipating whatever you say. They say, okay, I be- that's going to happen. They don't question. They're very trusting. Childlike. This scripture says that out of the mouths of the babes, out of the mouths of the childlike, you have ordained strength and that word ordained means you've established it god has established strength another word that we can use for ordained is decree god has decreed strength over the enemy so that the enemy would be silenced so that the avenger would be silenced so now i want to go to to show you how jesus used this scripture This is in the book of Matthew, chapter 21, verses 15 and 16. This is taken from the account of the triumphal entry into Jerusalem. When Jesus has come from Galilee, he knows that he is going to be crucified very shortly. He knows that his ministry is coming to an end. And this is when he enters on the the donkey's colt, and everybody is praising him. They're waving palm branches, and they're praising him. But the chief priests and the scribes saw the wonderful things he did, and they saw the children crying out in the temple and saying, Hosanna to the son of David. And they were indignant. And they said to Jesus, Do you hear what they're saying? And Jesus said to them, Yes. Have you never read out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants? You have perfected praise. So here Jesus is talking about the the words of praise. And they were coming out of the kids. There were the the grown-ups praising Jesus with the palm branches. And there were their children were with them. And they were also praising Jesus during that time. And Jesus said, haven't you ever heard that scripture? Out of the mouths of the young. Out of their mouths. Out of their, their voices. They're praising. And it says that God has perfected Their praise. Now, that word perfected praise is what the Hebrew word was translated as in the New Testament. That tells me something. That tells me that it's synonymous. Ordained strength is synonymous with perfected praise. It's the same, it means the same thing. And that word perfected means completed. It means um, strengthened, that that praise has been strengthened. That praise has been completed. So what I want to share with you right now is how that benefits us. What does that mean to you right now with, the, with the, maybe a storm, a huge storm that you're going through in your life? I want to use this for uh, uh, an example. When we Kent and I fly a lot, and when we 're on a plane, we always take water bottles with us. and when we take that bottle, after we 're up in the air and we 're starting to descend, if i've drank, if i 've had any of the water out of it, it just is crushed it 's deformed i 'll pick up my water bottle and I kind of look at Kent and I say, "Whoa, if the pressure is doing that to the water bottle, what 's happening to me? you know?" But the, the example I want to use is the reason that happens is because the pressure on the inside of the bottle is less than the pressure on the outside of the bottle. And because there's so much pressure on the outside, it's crushing the water bottle. That's what it seems like happens to us when we're in the middle of a storm. Our, we, our, we're weak and, and we're crushed and the pressure on the outside just seems to crush us. But praise decrees strength. Praise establishes strength. Praise completes us. Praise strengthens us so that we're not crushed by what's happening on the outside. Praise builds us up on the inside so that no matter what's happening on the outside, you're not crushed Guys, I'm not just speaking words. I've lived this where there's so much going on that I should be crushed, but I, I feel strong. Bill Johnson teaches this, and Kathy already referred to this. He says that the greater your problem, the greater the storm of your life, the more crazy, the more radical your praise should be for that specific thing. So, for example, if you're going through a battle in your health right now, and that is the biggest storm of your life, maybe it includes pain. So maybe this pain issue is so big, your, your best tool is to praise God that he is the God and the healer of that thing. So the Bible says that, that he carried our pain, so start praising him that he carried your pain. He's our healer, Jehovah Rapha. So if you need healing, praise him that he's Jehovah Rapha, your healer. If you need peace, if everything is chaotic around you, praise him and praise him and praise him that he's Jehovah Shalom. Whatever it is, praise him. One of the things that I've often done and encouraged others to do is write the issue down. Just scribble it on a piece of paper. Maybe you even have a doctor's report. Take that thing, put it on the floor, put on your praise music and praise like crazy and dance on that thing. Dance on it, stomp on it, whatever you want to do on it. But radically praise God for who he is and what he's done. And what you're doing is you're strengthening yourself on the inside. You'll, you'll know it. You may start praising God out of um, uh, uh, your will. In other words, you don't feel like praising him. You're just making a choice to praise him. But as you do, that strength will rise up. You'll be encouraged. You'll be strengthened. So praising God produces strength inside. It gives you inner strength. Number three, the third amazing benefit of praise is that it puts everything in the proper perspective. Now the default of the world, this is, this is what the world does, this is the world view. When you have a problem, you focus on the problem. That's the world's way of doing things. And the problem, because you're focusing on it, and because you're talking about it, the problem is magnified. And I'm not saying it's not a big problem. It is. But that's the world's way of doing things. God's got a better way. I brought binoculars today because the way you're supposed to look through the binoculars is to look through the little end. And when you look through the little end, everything's magnified. That's the proper perspective. That's how they're meant to be used. But the world's way is doing it the other. The world's way is looking through the wrong perspective. And if you look through the... Wrong side of the binoculars? Everything's really, really tiny. So, my point is that when our perspective is wrong, it appears as if God's little. That the problem's so big, that how in the world could God take care of it? It's just too big. But that's the wrong perspective. It's not truth. The truth is that God is big, the truth is that God is so much bigger than the problem. There's no comparison. The truth is that what is real, what is true in the spiritual realm, is more real than what you see or feel or are experiencing here on earth. And let me say that again. What is true in the spiritual realm? Jesus paid for our healing. Jesus paid for our redemption. Jesus paid for our forgiveness. Jesus paid for our salvation. It's done. The work is done. The hard part is done. That's more real than pain. It's more real than a cancer diagnosis. It's more real than relationship broken hearts. It's more real. But our perspective is wrong. I'm going to read a psalm right now, because when I read this psalm, I'm going to praise God with it, and you're going to see that our focus shifts, our perspective changes. In fact, why don't we read it together? I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. O oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. So as we praise God, and that's what we're doing, as we're reading this psalm and letting our heart be part of our reading, as we praise God with the psalm, we're magnifying him. It says, oh, magnify the Lord with me. And when we're doing it, when we're, when we're magnifying God, we're seeing him as big, as high, as great. We're, it's, we're looking through the right end of the binoculars. Our perspective is correct. And when we magnify God, the problem takes on its correct perspective, which is little. Nothing for our great big God. When we exalt God, the name the word exalt means we lift high. We're putting God in his proper position. He is high above every everything, every principality, every power, every pain, every disease, everything. He is high above it. And when we put him in his proper perspective, then everything else shrinks so praise enables us to have our perspective corrected there's a scripture i want to share right now this is second corinthians 4 verse 18 so we look not at the things which are seen but at the things which are unseen for the things which are visible are temporal just brief and fleeting but the things which are invisible are everlasting and imperishable. So God is directing us through his word to not keep our focus on, on what our senses show us, what we see, what we hear, what we feel, because that's only temporary. That's temporal. It's brief and fleeting. But the things which are invisible are, are everlasting, are eternal. So when we put our eyes on God, and his word and his promises and what his word says he is and what his character is and how good he is when we put our focus there. That's everlasting. And everything else is subject to change. Cancer is subject to leave. I've got so many testimonies I can't wait to share with you. I've got lots of them on the docket. I'm only going to share one tonight. But that's what we see happening We praise God, we come to know truth, and things change. Okay, that leads me to number four. Number four has to do with faith. Faith and praise and worship go hand in hand. Because when you're praising God, you're expressing faith. You can't see God, usually, Um, we're we're praising with our heart believing. We're praising him in a position of faith. When you praise God, that's what you're doing. It is a faith action. But the awesome thing about praising and worshiping is that as you're praising and worshiping, the doubt, the unbelief, the problem is no longer your focus because your focus is on him. Him in the midst of your praise and worship. As I was preparing this, I was seeing this, this, this precious gift of faith while we're praising like a river. So as we're lifting our voices, whether you're singing or whether you're just using your voice and praising God like with the Psalms, like we just did, but as we're doing that, there's this river and it's flowing. Your faith is flowing. Faith is believing what Jesus did. It's not doing anything super on your own ability. If it was up to us, we're not, we're not that great. But it's believing how great Jesus is. That's what faith is. Jesus did it all. Our part is putting our focus on what he did. When we, when we consider Jesus and what he did, faith flows. When we consider the promises in the word... And that's often what we are praising God with The promises in his word Faith flows So I see this river And when when we're in the midst of praise Faith is like a river And it's flowing freely And there are no obstructions At our cottage We have um, three lakes that are connected Kathy can picture this Because she's canoed it with me and or kayak it with me. And um, there's a beaver dam in this one area where two lakes are connected. We have not we because I don't do it. But the people around the lake have to keep that beaver dam um, in control because they'll literally dam the whole river, and then we couldn't get from one lake to the other. Many times our doubts, our unbelief, pain. Issues of life, discouragement, time, all that stuff can become a dam. It can become an obstruction in our faith. We don't want it there. We know our amazing Jesus, we know his word, but that stuff's big in our life. And so those dams sometimes get built up, those obstructions in our flow of faith. But when you're praising, when you're worshiping, if you make praise your lifestyle, so it's not just a Sunday morning thing. It's a, when you, if you were in my house, you'd know what I mean. When I'm getting ready in the morning, I have a speaker in my shower. When I'm cooking dinner, I have a speaker in my kitchen. When I have earbuds that I put in my ears and I praise and worship. Today, Kent scared me because I was praising like crazy and he came into the room and I didn't know he was in there because my eyes were closed. I have earbuds. I have earbuds in my purse. I can go and get them for you right now because I never know when I might need them. When I'm driving in the car, I put on my praise music. I love to go to church and have corporate praise and worship. Praise when it's a lifestyle. Faith flows with no obstruction. Now, I, was, I, I wish I could give credit to the teacher, but I read a lot and I don't remember where I read this. But I want to share it because it's so good. Praise is like a thermometer. A thermometer measures temperature. Faith, I'm sorry, praise is like a thermometer that measures your faith. If There's no praise. Or if your praise is limited, then your faith is probably limited. But if you're praising God as if it's already done, if you're lifting up your voice and praising him like it's already done, even if it isn't, even if you haven't yet seen it, if you're praising him like it's already done, then your faith is abounding, that means it's in great supply, great quantity. And we all need that. It just builds you up like that water bottle, it strengthens you from the inside, and your faith can flow. So, praising God helps us to express our faith and have that river flow freely without obstruction. Here's number five praising God gives us an attitude adjustment. Or a mindset adjustment. And we often need a mindset adjustment. Proverbs 23.7 says, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. We become what we behold. That's one of Pastor Tim's lines. And it's truth. That scripture proves it. As we think in our, heart, in our hearts, so are we. So if we are thinking on discouraging things and putting our focus there and thinking and considering discouraging things, we'll, we'll be discouraged. If we're thinking on depressing things, we'll be depressed. But if we're thinking on our great big God and in the promises of his word, then that will literally become alive in us. I've often used the, the um, scripture about the vine and the branches. Jesus is the vine and we're the branches. And it says when we abide in him and his word abides in us ask whatever you will and it will be done for you. The reason I believe that happens is because when we feed on the word, the word also abides in us. The life of the vine feeds the branches. So if I'm Putting my focus on healing and on his promises of healing, the truth of that word is being fed into me and it's being, becoming fruitful in my life, and healing is the result. So, praise helps us to have an attitude adjustment, a mindset change. Instead of our mind focused on the problem, our mindset changes and we become what we behold. Colossians 3.2 says, set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. That's God's word. Set your, thing, your mind on things above, not on everything that's going on in your life right now. And then Isaiah 26.3 says, you will guard him and keep him in perfect peace and constant peace, whose mind both its inclination and its character is stayed on you because he commits himself to you, leans on you, and hopes confidently in you. So as our mind is stayed on him, our mindset changes and peace is a result and healing is a result. And the, the precious gift that God has for you, he can get to you. Okay, the last the last. Gift that God has for us as we praise him Is that it takes us into his presence Praising God takes us into his presence Psalm 22 verse 3 says But thou art holy O thou that inhabits the praises of Israel The scripture says that he inhabits the praises Of his people Israel at the time this was written Israel were his chosen people we are now a part of his chosen people. He inhabits our praises. His presence is with us in a really special way when we praise him. Second Chronicles gives us a really beautiful picture of this. This is chapter 5. So first of all, this scripture paints a picture of praising and, and lifting God up. And when the trumpets and singers were joined in unison, making one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord... And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and other instruments for song and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good, and his mercy and loving kindness endure forever. Then the house of the Lord was filled with a cloud, so that the priests could not stand a minister because of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord filled the house of God. In the midst of the praise, the glory of God was manifest. Now, I want to say two things about this. The first thing is that that really happens. That still happens. The glory of God can settle upon us, not just in this atmosphere of praise, other atmospheres as well. But I want to say something, and this just tags on what Pastor Tim said last week. I love praise. Rochester Christian Church, and I'm not trying to get you all to change your church, but I'm going to say one thing, and that is that the praise and worship here is so rich, so rich, and that's one of the main reasons why God told Kent and I to come to this church, because I I love to worship, and there are so many times when I come in to a worship service, and oh, it's hardly even started. We just start lifting our voices and I just sense that cloud like this is talking about. I've never seen it with my eyes yet, but I've sensed it so many times where the cloud of his presence and his glory is just surrounding us. And God is so pleased. He's just so pleased that we're in one accord lifting our voices. We praise with, I'm just warning you, if you come here, we praise freely. We praise without without worrying about what we look like. And I don't think... It's not weird. Don't get me wrong. It's not weird. It's people loving God and not afraid to show it. It's beautiful. And something else that God has done for me, and I know, Jenny, you've told me he's done this for you too, and I know he's done it for Kent and probably for some other people. But one of the things that he's done that's so cool is he's allowed me to smell into the spiritual realm. It's happened to me several times. It's happened to Jennifer. It's happened to Kent before, and I don't know who else. If you've smelled into the spiritual realm, raise your hand. Okay, it's, it's another one of those manifestations of his presence as we're praising him. And this happened, I have to tell you, this happened last week when Pastor Tim was giving his, his beautiful message, and he read or he prayed for us the, the blessing of Aaron when he started pl- praying that blessing last week, I was sitting right over here, and it just opened. My, my senses, my spiritual senses opened, and I smelled this rich incense smell. Smelled like frankincense. And I kept looking around to see if somebody had um, oils out, you know. I was like, but I know it was heaven just opening up. God was so blessed So that's the first thing I wanted to say about the presence of God on our worship. But the second thing I want to say is that we don't have to be in a worship service to be in the presence of God. Because we host the living God. Our body's the temple of God. The temple of the Holy Spirit. And when I'm in my bedroom at home with my earbuds in praising God, I am with him and he is with me. I carry him everywhere I go. I carry him to Walmart. <laughs> I carry him to wherever I'm at. But when my eyes are on him, when my focus is on him, that's—he's blessed and I'm blessed. You can't outgive God. So look at all of those benefits for us of praising God. Now that's not why we do it. We don't do it to get something. But you just can't outgive Him. And this is a really powerful tool on your journey to help you to get through, to give you peace, to give you inner strength, to get your perspective in the right place, to get your mindset, give yourself an attitude adjustment. So praise is so powerful. Next week, we're going to talk about the power of praise as spiritual warfare and how our praise affects the enemy.